Kia ora tato. this is the blog post from the 15th of April 2021. When you look at results, what do you interrogate first? Reverse engineer any result, outcome or consequence in your life, or just start there, and what do you find? What do you look for to attribute to or explain why things are the way they are? Good or bad, desirable or not, aspirational or disastrous? <laughs> I don't think those are opposites, by the way, but you get the drift. Where does your mind drift to first? And while you're marinating on that, let's revisit the Ngahue Purako and story to help us process this whakaaro. So Ngahue joined Kupe in the hunt for Ruamaturangi's pet octopus that led them to Aotearoa. They further explored the islands and came across Ponamu. Ngahue took some of that ponamu back to Hawaii, and that stone was utilised as toki or adzes that carved the te waka that brought tupuna or ancestors from Ngāti Mairangi here to Aotearoa to their new home. So let's use te arrival to Aotearoa as our example based on the questions we started off with. Ngahue merely went out for a nosy. You know, went out for a nosy, went out as made out, chased down this pet octopus, I still don't know if they captured the octopus, so if you know, please let me know. But anyway, on his adventures, some ponamu found him. He then brought some of that back and then provided resources and inspiration to the collective, to his iwi, to his tribe through his tales of the adventure. And then it was up to the people to utilise the stone, the knowledge and the wisdom from Ngahue and co and to do something with it. And boy, do something they did. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here. I feel like I said something similar in the previous blog post. <laughs> um, but going to go out on a limb here and say it would be pretty easy to assume there was a culture and a legacy of adventure, of advancing knowledge and advancing skills, a legacy of whakapapa continuation and collective contribution. When you look at the results that have come from one such expedition many, many years ago. Alright, if that didn't compute, even reading it back now, I'm like, okay, I think I need to go through that again. So here we go. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there was a culture and legacy of adventure, of advancing knowledge, advancing skills, of whakapapa continuation and collective contribution. And the reason I say it's pretty easy to assume that, because you just, you need only look at the results that have come from that expedition or from this story, but also the plethora of so many other kōrero, so many other pūrāko, waiata stories and the history that Māori and that all Indigenous people have. All right, so we're looking at the result and deducing what that culture encouraged and really advocated for. But to clarify also, Ngahue isn't the sole reason the descendants of Ohomairangi are alive here today and live in Aotearoa. However, by interrogating the outcome that they are alive, I'm living proof, and that we did arrive here to Aotearoa, we see how much of an impact he had on that result. He played his part so that others could play theirs and add their contribution to the mix. And this story is echoed across other iwi, tribal and indigenous narratives all around the world, which makes that assumption I proposed earlier more concrete, don't you think? 
Uh, so in true fashion, I summarized this part earlier and it's already in the blog post. <laughs> the results our tupuna achieved can be attributed to their lifestyle, to the protocols, values and beliefs they held and how they embodied them. And so if you were to reflect on your life currently and take a quick assessment of how things are going, if you were to interrogate the results and inspect the outcomes, what do you reckon? What explanations come up? Where, what or who do you lay blame for why things are the way they are? What's the cause? If you like how things are going or you're enjoying your definition of success in your life, what's the reason? Or if things could be better? If everything's a challenge and trying you for some reason, like what is that? Why is that? Reverse engineer any result, outcome or consequence and what do you find? Tēnā tātou, hana. Oh, another good one. Really liking this theme and liking the kōrero that have come from it. Like we had our initial post to just lay the foundation, set the scene in the previous post about not seeing the whole path and just taking that next step and letting the rest of it reveal itself to you. Or how sometimes what we think our goal is is actually like as far of the path as we can see and really it's just a corner or a bend I really like that metaphor <laughs> you know it's only taking us to that point so that we can see further and so this is I think coming at it from a different angle like from the end looking back reverse engineering the results and understanding the whakapapa of that you know, why is your life the way it is? Unpack all the different strands that make it up, or the po. You know, are they rotting? Is it because you haven't upskilled? Is it because of the people you're hanging around with? Why you're advancing or why you're not? Is it because uh, the kai in your kite is starting to rot? And so one thing is rotting everything else? Like, what's that quote? It only takes one rotten apple to spoil the rest, or to spoil the bunch. And so I think in the title, how I go, what do you interrogate first? I think that reveals a lot to us about how we justify or how we rationalize why things are the way they are. If you go to a person or if you go to relationships and something social, I think that says a lot about how you see the world. If you go to uh, systems and frameworks that are in place, then that would explain a lot about how we see ourselves as part of that system or our role in it um, and so on and so forth. But just because that's where our mind goes to first, I don't think is, you know, major. I just think it's a good thing to know or it's insightful. <laughs> but I love taking these examples of the different things our tupuna achieved, what they were able to accomplish, like creating the fastest seafaring vessels of their time to navigate the Pacific Ocean. Oh, and there's such a good quote. I think it's from Tina Ngata. And it's something like our tupuna were crisscrossing the Pacific when Pākehā still thought the world was flat, <laughs> which is so good, so nice. But when you have those types of results and the things they were able to do, how they were able to memorize whole solar systems and star names and constellations and the relationship between the stars, the wind, the earth, the soil, the plants, the birds, without any written language as we know it today, how were they able to do that? You can attribute that to 
the environment they created, the protocols they had, the values and beliefs they held, and also the expectation to embody those, which has been lost as a result of colonization. And it's still alive in pockets, and there's a revival happening for sure. And I hope that the whakapapa effect or the kōrero that I share on the blog helps to add to that puna or to that pool. But one thing that I really liked about this post, I think it's towards the middle maybe, yeah, it's a part about how Ngahue isn't the sole reason, but he played his part so that others could play theirs and add their contribution to the mix. I think that's such an important perspective that they had. Like it wasn't about the self, it wasn't about the individual. Yes, a whāriki needs each individual strand to ensure its integrity and the strength and the longevity of it. Like each person in the iwi, in the hapu, in the whānau had their role and they had to do it well and there was the expectation of that. But it was for each other which I don't think is as common or as natural and normal in the Western society and way of living um, under capitalism and the real consumerist culture that we have that is rife today. But with these pūrāko, we can find our way back there, I think, or we can incorporate more of that into our lives. But that's one of probably, that is my biggest highlight from this post is that it's all about each of us playing our part to add to the mix or to add to the whāreki, to add our strand into it so that others can sit on it or so that more kai can sit on that whāreki, if that makes sense, like extending the table rather than everyone building their own individual one, like everyone offering up their bit of rako or their tools to extend the table for more of us to sit at it. Yeah, so that's something that stood out for me. Keen as to hear, though, what came up for you. And even these quite personal questions to start and finish as well. (laughs) They can take you to an interesting place. And so when you come out of that, I'd love to hear your whakaro, your kōrero, what came up for you. Anything at all, as always. Nāku mihiki a koutou. I'll catch you on the next one. Hei kōna.